Hello. Hello. Happy New Year. Welcome to I, I Have, Have a, a Strange, Strange Story, Story podcast. podcast. This is the podcast where two sisters retell people's strange and paranormal stories and experiences. And my name is Lindsay. And my name is Rebecca, also yes. known as Becky. Oh. So either of those names is fine. New New Year, new me. Call me whatever the <laughs> fuck you want. Because <laughs> it's really hard. <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry about that. No, it's not. It's not you. It's everybody oh, okay, good. in the it's world. Yeah. Else. Okay. Good. <laughs> um, my near New Year, new me thing was I was like, I'm gonna put my laundry away. I'm not going to leave it in this chair over here anymore. I'm going to put it away every time. And Mm -hmm. I told mom about it last night and she was like, it's really hard. And I was like, I know. (laughs) (laughs) So I spent like all night last night putting all my clothes away. Wow. I was like, new year, new me, fresh start. I'm I'm starting early actually. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I still have some clothes in that corner. I need to hang those up right there, but then I'm done. (laughs) We aren't doing this anymore. We're done with it. Okay. Clothes put away. Yeah. Cool. Good job, Lindsay. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of myself. Yeah, I'm doing the 28-day reset thing this month, which I do. We give up something every month in January. Uh And one time, you know, it was just alcohol. And then we decided, um, I think... I think it was last year and maybe the year before that, that um, I would do the 28-day reset thing. And that Uh is no alcohol, no sugar, no dairy, no processed foods. Um, Oh, my God. Yeah. And there's one more thing, and I can't think of what it is right now. Um, But it's basically no fun at all. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to do anything. (laughs) So last night, though, um, we went over to my friend's house that they're kind of doing the same thing. Uh huh. And we like binged on desserts and like I got really drunk and (laughs) and it was like a last hoorah for at least 30 days. So here I am hungover. Well, doing it. Mm -hmm. I don't know about all that. Yeah. Oh, no gluten. That's the other one. No. Yeah. I just, I mean, it's just, you only live once. True, but what's what's one month without those things? Hell. <laughs> True. I'm drinking champagne as we speak. Well, good for you. Because I didn't drink it last night, so I was like, it's New Year's Day, I'll drink it now. Yeah. Nobody says there's a, a rule against that. You know, uh-uh. it looks like apple juice, kind of. It tastes like apple juice. Yum, it's yum. really good. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's the same one I always get. I don't know what it is. I just know it has a rose on it, and it's delicious. That's adorable. I know. Um, anyways, we have not really an announcement, but just a reminder that we'll be doing one of the not-so-strange stories of surviving. Mm-hmm. If anybody would like to send in their stories to us that are in regards to, you know, surviving an abusive relationship or any of those types of things. We'll be doing one episode where we just um, talk about those stories. You can email them to us. You can send them to us on Instagram or Facebook. Or um, if you want to set up a time to talk with us, we're happy to do that too. Yeah, we can do that. Um, yeah, if you, by February 1st, please. If you want to dictate your story, like just mm-hmm. record yourself, you can do that. And um we can either use it on the show or if you wanted to, um, or we could uh, transcribe it 
and put it into our yeah. own, word, own words. And we everybody can remain anonymous who wants to. If you want to oh, say yeah. who you are, you know, we're not going to give out any of that information without your permission. Um, but typically, these these type of stories, I think people like to remain anonymous. Yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. And that's fine. We get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I think that that's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then I have, let me take a big gulp of this champagne really quick. Okay. Oh. Meow, meow, meow. Yeah. Not again. Oh, oh. man. <laughs> you didn't get me again. Not this time, I Satan. Wanna, yeah, I want to text mom or dad and be like, bring me more champagne. <laughs> <laughs> the one with the rose on it. Mm-hmm. I fucking love champagne. I've always been a sucker for it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, <clears throat> okay. So this is episode 64. Yes. So I have a story for us um, today. And I'm not quite sure exactly what's going on in this story. But it's pretty fucking creepy. Mm. It comes to us actually from Australia. Oh. It's a good old-fashioned Australian possible haunting. Oh, just like... Yeah, it's just like the thing. <laughs> just yeah, an old-fashioned you know, Australian just hunting. Just an old-fashioned fucking Australian haunting. Hmm. Um, so this story comes to us from... She's kind of retelling what happened to her mother whenever they lived in a house. So this story takes place like from 1982 to 1985. Um, the kiddo is about three to five years old. She has a younger sister. She has a brother. And they had just moved in to this new house her siblings, and then her mom and her dad. And the dynamics are the mother was a midwife who had taken some time off to stay at home with the kids. And the father was a journalist, and he was gone a lot. He wasn't at home a lot. So it was usually just the mother and then the kids that were at home all the time. Um, so the home was two stories, or as they called it, a double story. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It wasn't till the end of the story that somebody said, are you Australian? And the person was like, I am. And I was like, ah, it makes sense. I was like, fucking double story. <laughs> right? Have you ever heard of that before? No, I haven't. Cute. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, anyway, so it's the double story home. It sounds like it was a pretty big house. So dad always worked late. He was barely home. Mother's always at home with the kiddos, like I said, usually at night. So... Um, after they had moved into this house and they'd been there for about a month, the mom noticed some things that were kind of weird and she didn't know quite what to think of them. So the first thing that she noticed was that their family dog um, started to refuse to enter the home. So if the, the dog was outside in the backyard, it would follow her all the way to the back door with its tail wagging. And then once she like stepped inside the door, the dog would stop. It wouldn't enter. It would look, put its tail like between its leg and it would refuse to come inside. Mm. So the dog spent a ton of time outside in its kennel, um, and it just appeared, like, really scared of the house. And for whatever reason, at the time, the mother didn't think it was a big deal. She didn't She didn't quite... It didn't click with her mm-hmm. that what it could mean. Um, so... Oh, the dog would even whimper, too. Oh. And then a few other weird things started to happen. So the laundry room would flood be flooded with water, but everything else around the laundry room would be completely dry. So nothing else would get wet, right? It's kind of weird. There would be shattered light bulbs 
that had come out of the light sockets that they would just find on the ground. Oh. They don't know how it happened. Yeah. Um, it could be, like, busted, but it sounded like they were, like, unscrewed because there was nothing left in the socket. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. And so, basically, it got to the point where her mother kind of hated walking around. It was usually the back of the house where this stuff had happened. Um, so, she didn't really like to go to that area, but that's where her baby sister's room was. It was towards the back of the house, so she had to go. Um, her mother said that whenever she would go to the back of the house... It was almost like all the hair on her body would raise. Oh, no. Like she would get goosebumps, the hair on her arms would raise, and she said she just felt like something was watching her. And after those first few months, things got worse. So like I said, the dad was always gone, so it's kind of just the mother with these really, really young kids. And um, she started to hear feet shuffling throughout the house. Like she would hear people walking throughout the house. Um, And then she would hear laughter erupt erupt, sorry, (laughs) from the back of the house. Um, And she'd get up to go see what it was, and all the kids would be asleep, and there was nothing there. That's creepy. One time, this uh, kid's aunt and cousin and uncle came to visit. Um, The mom and the aunt stayed at the house with the kids, and the dad and the uncle went to go paint um, a room for their, their mother or something like that. So it was just the mom and the aunt of the house with the kids. And they were talking about the kids' milestones. They were all kind of around the same age. And one of um, her cousin was teething and had been crying a lot. And so this kid's mother said, well, you know what? I'm going to run to the pharmacy to get your kid some, like, teething gel because he's not having a very good time. Um, But I want to let you know, like, before I leave, that I think something is wrong with this house. Um... I don't feel safe. She said weird things happen here and I'm not comfortable and nobody believes me. So the aunt looked at her mother and was like, no, nothing is wrong here. This house is completely normal. She said, I've been in a haunted house before and I picked up that things were weird and there's just nothing weird here. And so her mom was like, all right, well, see you later. <laughs> like, so she took off. She went to go get the gel. So when she returned, she saw that the uncle's car was in the driveway. Mm-hmm. And she immediately thought something was wrong because she was not gone that long. Um, so she came inside and she saw that her aunt or the aunt was crying and being consoled by her husband. And her dad was just making fun of the aunt. Oh, rude. Saying, oh, you got real spooked out. Yeah, he kind of sounds like a meanie. Um, so her, the aunt explained to the mother that when she left, her aunt felt thumbs coming through the floorboards and something called her name and laughed from the back of the house. Thumbs. Like, how the fuck did you know it was a thumb? Yeah, that's, that's very specific. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think she saw the thumbs. <laughs> but how do you know it's a thumb? It's a short stubby. F- I don't know. Whatever. Or the, uh, either the thumbs these or sausage a big fingers toe. came up yeah. from the floor. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry, I shouldn't laugh. Okay. So um, the mom was like, this is so fucked up. This is so weird. I'm going to talk to some of the neighbors to see what the fuck is going on here. So um, she talked to one of the neighbors who said, yeah, that house is kind of weird. The person who rented the house before you, it was a married couple. Well, they got divorced and the woman was there alone and she went kind of crazy after the divorce, allegedly, whatever the fuck that means. If you mean she found herself. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> Anyways, they said that she, um, this neighbor was saying that she had seances in the house like every week and that there would always be people over. And the neighbor said she was a Satanist. And I don't think a Satanist means what people think it means. Not nowadays. I thought it meant you, no, I thought it meant you like worshiped yourself. Well, okay. So was this in the eighties that this took yeah. place? Okay. So there was mm-hmm. the satanic panic. Yes. You know what I mean? So like Were they wore like purple robes and Nikes. <laughs> I mean, it's just where um, there there was there. I don't think that the satanic satanic panic was really that big of a deal as much as the media like made it out to be. But yeah. like anything that went wrong, it was pu- it was Satan worshippers. You know? Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what they're. She's like a witch. Mm-hmm. Fucking single woman. <laughs> Having people over, having parties, she went crazy. Uh huh. Um. So, anyways, at that point, the mom was like, "I'm fucking done. I want to move." And the dad was like, "No, we're not moving. There's nothing wrong here. It's all in your head. You're crazy." Keep in mind, he was never there. Right. So, a few months later, the person who's sharing this story said that she went to her mother. She's a toddler, Mm -hmm. and she said that there was a man that kept sitting on top of her wardrobe at night and looking at her while she slept. So, her mother immediately got rid of that wardrobe. (laughs) (laughs) A few weeks later, after getting rid of the wardrobe, um, the the person who was giving us the story was downstairs, like watching TV. And the mother was upstairs changing clothes. Well, the mother went to leave the room and she was locked in. She couldn't get out. Like the door was locked and wouldn't move. So the mother was like banging on the door and yelling for her kid. But it's a toddler and the toddler couldn't hear. And I don't know if the toddler would have known what to do at this point. So the mother had to climb down the drain pipe on the back of the house. She went back inside through the side door. She went straight back up to her room and the door was wide open and it wasn't locked. So her mother decided at this point they were fucking moving. She told the father, uh, we're not staying here. Um, She went to a pastor to see if he could give her, like, any help while she was there. And he gave her two options. He said, ignore it (laughs) or play loud hymns and read the Bible verses to anger whatever it is that's there into leaving. Um, and then he said, you know, it may throw some objects around. Oh, that was his advice. I was like, what a piece of shit. Dum dum. That's like the worst advice ever. Like anger, it, anger, what's living there. Like, thanks a lot, dummy. Mm. So he told her that he thought there were two to three demonic manifestations or entities that were in the house. Um, so like I said, father said, no, we aren't leaving. So her mother, filed for divorce and immediately started packing everything because she wasn't staying there any longer. And the family, they did get a divorce, by the way. Mm. Um, So, but two days before she was moving, um, her mother went into, remember whenever I said that one of the kids was at the back of the house and that was the creepy part? Well, the mother had moved her into a different room. And so the mother went into that room to check on this kid who was taking a nap And she wasn't in her bed. So the mother immediately panicked. And there was a window that was, like, above her bed. You know how some houses have, have like, sun windows or sunroom, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. It was one of those. And she looked up, and that window was completely open. And the screen was hanging off. 
And she was like, what the fuck? This is a toddler. Like, what the fuck happened? And her mom, you know, saw that. And then she went to the side window and looked down. And there was like an awning that was over the back door. And she looked down at the back door and the fiberglass that was over the awning was dented. And then some of the like supporting elements of that were like chipped and broken. Oh, my God. And she looked out in the yard and the the little girl was crawling around in the yard with the dog. What? So, yeah, she was like, there's no, she's, there's no fucking way that kid could have gotten out of that window. There's no way. It's in the ceiling. Right. But it looked like something had broken through the screen or whatever. Anyways, the kid like was thrown, tossed out. <laughs> like, Holy so shit. they took her to the doctor. She had like a minor concussion. She was okay. But when they asked her, I remember it's like a toddler. They were like, what happened? And she just said, doggy down, 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 down. That's all she said. There was a dog down there. I don't know. So the kid couldn't explain what had happened. Mm -hmm. So that was the last incident. They were supposed to move, but they actually just went ahead and fucking left that day because they were, she was done. Yes. Um, so the father stayed in that house. I don't know what happened after that. I think they probably had a, you know, not so great relationship with their father growing up. So ooh, I didn't get any information about what happened after that. But, you know, originally this person had said that they thought what had happened in the home was due to a Ouija board. But her story um, didn't really tell us a lot about a Ouija board being used. I think it was alleged that maybe during the seances they used a Ouija board. So the thoughts were that the Ouija board use of that had caused all this to happen. But I don't really know if that's the case. I think that my belief in Ouija boards at this point, especially knowing the history of Ouija boards, is that they are not dangerous. So I don't think they did anything. I think the house was just fucking haunted. Mm -hmm. And if you like the people before them were like were driven to a divorce, it kind of reminds me of like Amityville horror. Yeah. But nobody died. <laughs> right. Well, but the kid could have died. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's a good point that you bring up that like their house, you know, in this house two relationships ended. Yeah. And the thing is, is the person that lived there before, I mean, we can just speculate, but what if, first of all, how did the neighbor know that any of this was going on unless they were invited? Sure. But, um, right. but like, what if this person, you know, got sucked in to this, this weird haunting shit, you know, her and her husband got a divorce. She stayed there and was like, okay, well now that you're out of my life, I'm going to try to communicate with these ghosts or whatever, you know? Yeah. So it maybe it's something that go that is just perpetuating and something that is attached there and it's who knows if I mean, this person let anything in it could have just already been there. Well, and that's what we know, right? Is that yeah. usually you know spirits stick around because oh, oh sorry my dog started barking. <laughs> um, it's attached to something in the house, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Or um, it's attached to them somehow, right. mm -hmm. but it came up in that house. So it makes me think it's in the house. It's not attached to them as people. Right. Okay. So it's attached to them as, or it's attached to the house. What else would we say? What else would I say? Yeah. Oh, as far as like, what could it possibly be? Yeah. Um, a poltergeist maybe because... It's it's making noises. It's kind of interacting. It sounds like it's kind of intelligent. Mm -hmm. You know, it's and it's it's laughing. It's feeding off of people's 
fears, negative energy. Yeah. 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 And, um, I would think too. mm -hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. I don't know why my dogs are broken. I'm sorry about that. Well, I mean, it happens. You know, we're real professional. Soup's profesh. Lindsay's drinking some more. I woke up with a pimple. <laughs> I already told you that. I know. That's, <laughs> That's like, how professional we are. I was like, what the fuck? A pimple. You know, I can just see it as we're talking. Anyways, that's mm-hmm. my story. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was a Ouija board. I think it was a poltergeist that was attached to the house, not the person. Um, can we talk yeah. about this priest for a moment? Please. Like, he sounds like a dipshit little bitch. Like, provoke it? <laughs> How about yeah. do you do this, you guys? Okay, you have a cougar in your house. What you need to do <laughs> is, you know, try to make it as angry as possible, and that'll get it to leave. Uh-huh. Yeah, if you provoke something, it's going to fucking defend itself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and why on earth would you send people in there who are not professionals and who have never done anything like that and say, and do this alone? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, I mean... It sounds like maybe this area wasn't very friendly. I'm just going to say it. It's just coming out. Maybe they just didn't like women around this area (laughs) is what I'm thinking. Because like that person was like, oh, yeah, that woman went crazy and had seances. Maybe she was fucking trying to get rid of what was in there. True. Yeah. Right. Uh Uh-huh. And then maybe maybe, like she worked really hard at it and had somebody over every week to get rid of everything. Yeah. And then but they made up these stories about her because she's divorced, so she's crazy. Oh, my God. There's always two sides to the story, isn't there? Right? Mm-hmm. Yes, there is. Mm-hmm. So there's that. But then this priest, like, it sounds like he wasn't taking her seriously or he just didn't give a fuck about her. Yeah. What she was saying. Yeah. I'm mad at him. Oh, man. I would like to speak to his manager and whoever's in charge of this church. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking this straight to the Vatican. I'm oh, done. whoa. Dang. <laughs> wow. I'm going to need names. I'm going to need location and I'm going to need a time because we need to get all of this in order before I present uh, my case to the Vatican and be like, this absolutely. man told these people to provoke the ghosts. I mean, I mean, and then I want that neighbor to come too. I want that neighbor to come because that neighbor needs a talking to for spreading rumors about that poor woman who was really, I really think she was probably trying to protect herself. She probably was. Yeah, mm-hmm. trying to get whatever was in there out. Yeah. So interesting. I mean, I'd be curious what happened with the father. Yeah. Who lived there, if, if he ever experienced anything. Um, he may not have because it didn't feed off anything from him. Mm-hmm. He, I don't know. This would be a really cool um, movie that, that, you know, at the end has a twist. Like it begins with this woman who who invited spirits into her home or that's so we think. And then the new family moves in and then they discover all this shit happening. And then they discover like an old diary of what really happened. (gasps) She was trying to remove the spirits. Yeah. Yeah. Twist. What a twist. I love movies. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. man. Profound (laughs) statement. (laughs) it would be a good movie though it sounds like a movie Mm -hmm. we're gonna write that i'm gonna write that okay 2020 (laughs) write movies (laughs) laundry write movies Mm -hmm. (laughs) new year new me 2020 visionary clarity Uh perfect vision yes lasix glasses making it 
<laughs> I drops. <laughs> Hashtag doing it. <laughs> Make it a movie. 2020. <laughs> Actually, I think if we made a movie, what we really should do, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to put it out there. I think for all of our stories mm-hmm. that we have told, mm-hmm. we should do like a documentary <gasps> discussing all the different stories and then presenting all the research on it. Oh. And like, you know, sitting somebody down in a room and putting a camera just on them and being like, hey, tell us about Skinwalkers. <laughs> and like have them tell us. And then like we can share the stories that we've told. Yeah, Wouldn't that be fun? That'd be so much fun. Who wants to be in on this? With just like my cat sitting in a chair. <laughs> Be like, why are you an asshole? <laughs> <laughs> and Wilson would suddenly have a banana peel on his head. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I was going to say he's going to fart out like a banana peel and they'd be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Goals, man. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Should we cut this? <laughs> this is, I don't know. I don't care. You're editing it. All right. So. All right. It's staying in. Right. Son of a bitch, it's staying in. <laughs> you son of a bitch, it's in. <laughs> Anyways, do you have a story to share today? I <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh, good. Cuz yes. that's the basis of our fucking show. What if I said no? What if I was like, actually, I didn't get anything? I'd be like, well, fuck. And short story. Short story day. One okay. story day. Yes, I have a story um and it is one that is near and dear to my heart um because I have had a similar experience. Um this is the story of somebody seeing um some hooded figures. And if anybody remembers, because I talk about it all the time, um, it's been featured on a couple of other podcasts. So it's, oh, my Lord. I know. <laughs> the story's probably known worldwide at this point. Um, I mean, I'm surprised people haven't asked you to be in their documentaries. Seriously. Like, maybe one day. Maybe one day. And then it's going to be dramatic. And they're going to use... do a dramatic reenactment, yes. but it'll be you and me as adults. <laughs> I'll put like rose. I'll make my cheeks super rosy yeah. and like I don't know what I'd do. I, I'd I'll I'd make, black out my front teeth. <laughs> I'll make, I'll let all of my eyebrows grow back in so that they're just caterpillars on my head and I have a unibrow. That's me. That was me as a kid growing up. Real cute. <laughs> so, anyways, I actually, I don't think I had anything that was like noticeable. That was weird. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just me. Um, I was just perfect. <laughs> okay, bye. What can I say? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is this is also oddly interesting because I didn't connect this until today. Whenever I was like doing a little bit more research, but mm-hmm. um, so this all starts with this person um, sleepwalking, and okay. whenever I was a kid, I slept sleptwalked too. You did. I bet uh-huh. you still do. That doesn't go away, Rebecca. Yeah, it does. Oh, all right. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, so I did some research on it, and they say usually it's younger no, it children. It can oh. happen in adulthood, but it's less likely. Okay. So, so there. Um. Uh, all right, I believe you. Okay. So this this began whenever this person was going through a period of um, sleepwalking, and um, I'm going to call this person a, a she. I'm sorry if okay. I get your pronoun wrong, but I didn't ask. But I'm just assuming. Okay. Um. So she said that her her mum and sister um, would find them, just find them walking in the middle of the night, and they would guide them back to bed. Um, And by the way, it's okay to wake up a person who is sleepwalking. 
I didn't know that. Yeah, it is okay. Like a lot of places say, you know, don't, or you've heard, don't wake them up because it's dramatic. But the thing is, is like, you know, you can, it's, I think it's difficult to wake them up, but you can yeah. wake them up. It's not going to like send their body into shock or whatever. Um, so anyways, they, um, this one night they slept walk, nobody, nobody stopped her. And she ended up uh, waking up on the couch and she was like, how, you know, how the hell did I get here? This is really strange. I'm on the couch. So, and she had gone to bed in her bedroom that later on or earlier that night. So it was, she was weirded out. Um, she sat up and looked around and where her, uh, the couch was in the living room, like you could see a straight shot into their dining room. And she says that she, um, she looked around and she looked at her, her dining room and she said it looked like there were people sitting around the table, like more, you know, more than just one, um, sitting around the table and they were hooded and they were fucking meeting of the minds of hooded people. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, let's meet here at this house at midnight <laughs> And sit put around the table. On. Put your hood on. <laughs> Carl, put your hood on. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, see, she saw these hooded figures. Um, she was terrified. She just, she was just like frozen with fear, she says. But eventually she mustered the courage somehow to walk up to the table. She says, I don't know how, that, how this happened. But somehow I was, I think it was just like to prove it to herself that that was really happening. So she yeah. walks up to this table. Ugh. Um, she she gets a better look at these characters, and she describes them as um, uh, figures in black coats um, with long hoods. And she said that it's kind of it was like the the Lord of the Rings um, characters, the Ring Wraiths. I don't know if you know what that is, but it's sounds... the guys that go after yeah, say Willow. You know, they go after Willow. Willow. <laughs> <laughs> Frodo? Yeah, it's the guys that go after Frodo. Okay. Um, yeah, so it looked like that. So that's fucking creepy. And, but they just sat there. <laughs> they were like, if we don't move, she won't see it. She us. won't know. Yeah. <laughs> but then one started to turn and look at her. No. All right, we're done here. I know. She said that they um, they they turned really slowly and then no. kind of faced her. And this kind of broke her trance. She was super scared. She ran upstairs <sighs> screaming for her mom. Um, the whole house woke up at this point. Um, and they all went downstairs together <gasps> to look to look for whoever was in the house. And of course, nobody was there. That's creepy, man. Soup's creepy. If it was the guys that go after Frodo, mm-hmm. they move fast. Oh, true. They would have stabbed her in the heart and she would have died in that Right. Room. Oh, wow. I am just astounded by your Lord of the Rings knowledge. <laughs> it could be wrong. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I like Lord of the Rings. I don't know why you didn't think I liked it. Um, I guess because it's not really my favorite. Like, <laughs> I, okay. I just assume since I don't really like it that you shouldn't like it. Like. But I mean, oh. no, they're yeah. good movies, man. Yeah, I bet that they are. <laughs> I hate you. Um, yeah, I don't want to get in trouble with my friend, Abby, who loves Lord of the Rings. So please forgive me, you know, Abby. Mm-hmm. You and I have like completely different taste in movies. You know that? Yeah, I know. It's so weird. 
we aren't the same, but we're both nerds. And I don't understand how that works. Mm-hmm. We have I our think thing. nerdier than I am. Oh, totally. Oh, oh totally. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Because you like Star Trek. And I like anime, so. Yeah. So, anywho's, um, I, um, I did a, a, some research on some hooded figures. Yes. Um, so, hooded figures have been seen throughout um, Europe and British history for a very long time. And it goes uh-huh. back to, like, historic um, depictions of hooded figures. Um, they called these things, I'm going to just <laughs> get ready. Um, Do it. I'm going to, uh, Genie Cuculati. <laughs> okay it's genie cuculati genie cuculati i know this is totally <laughs> wrong <laughs> it's g-e-n-i-i-c-u-c-u-l-a-t-t-i genie cuculati cuculati yeah and these are <laughs> these are hooded spirits that are depicted on like medieval art and ancient art and stuff like that and they usually come like in um in uh, figures of three, um, they're thought to maybe um, spark a cult of hooded okay. figures. Um, I This part was a little bit confusing to me because I'm really hungover whenever I was doing this. So I had to read it yeah. over and over again. But it sounds like there was an interest in these these weird hooded figures that either people were seeing or they saw it on um, texts and, and old artwork that they were like, let's join a cult of hooded figures. Um yes. And they're, they've been seen uh, with a lot of, um, like, religious-type figures. So um, one thing that some people think is that um, these, are, these are possibly fertility spirits um, because sometimes they're depicted with an egg, and sometimes oh. they're like, they look like penises. So... <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Um there are a lot of um, of hooded figures figure sightings. One of um, a, a popular one, or not a popular one, but um, one that a lot of people know of is the Black Monk of Pontefract, and that's um, a house in England where um, a lot of poltergeist kind of activity happened, and people would see a black uh, a monk in, or or a, a monk like figure, something in a hooded. Yeah robe um causing you know problems in the house and shit like that um so i i'm assuming that this person is from england right okay. she said mom yeah, i would assume so too yeah. <laughs> but who mom knows is what gave it away yeah exactly um so i'm just one thing that i kind of think about is like hooded figures are seen a whole lot in in europe and um in england um there was a lot of religious turmoil at the time. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. So I kind of wonder if these are ghosts of monks that they're seeing or um, maybe some type of religious protector or something. Or maybe it could be a residual haunting because there's so much, you know, religious culture and background in these areas. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, those areas are so much older. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, the other thing is uh, hooded figures are also seen during sleep paralysis. Um, so this person clearly didn't have sleep paralysis. They were able to walk and, and look at these, these figures. Um, and whenever I researched some, uh, a little bit on sleepwalking 
Um, it doesn't sound like there's really any correlation between sleepwalking and sleep paralysis. So something in your brain doesn't change whenever you're, you're sleepwalking. Um, I think it's, um, I think sleepwalking usually kids do it whenever they are sleep deprived. Um, but it is something that they, they eventually will grow out of typically. Um, so, I mean, back to my story, <laughs> I, I did see a hooded figure at the end of your bed one night. Um, I, know. I wasn't, um, I wasn't sleepwalking at the time. I, I only did that whenever I was a really little kid. Um, but, uh, but I had a hard time sleeping anyways, as it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I think that there's a lot of possibilities with this. What do you think? Um, I don't know as much about hooded figures. I don't even think I've ever told a story about a hooded figure, so I've never looked into it. Mm -hmm. Um, do you think, I mean, a part of me, it could have been a bad dream, Mm -hmm. not a bad dream because in a bad dream, you can't remember. Right. So it could have been a night terror, but there's no thrashing and she's walking around. No, it's sleepwalking for sure. She fucking saw something. (laughs) (laughs) She fucking saw the hooded figures. That's what I think. (laughs) Yeah. That's so creepy. Um, it is. Maybe also, what if, stay with me here, she did some astral projecting in her sleep and she went to another dimension where they were having, you know, a meeting, a little meeting meet. Maybe. She walked in on it. Yeah. And, and they, they were, were like, the fuck are you doing here? Like, yeah. They turned their heads slowly and they're like, get the fuck out of Excuse here, girl. Excuse me? Were you yeah, invited? Exactly, because I think you can astral project when you sleep. Mm-hmm. And if she's a kid and she's not aware of it and she's not able to control it mm-hmm. or anything, then maybe she went to a dimension she shouldn't have gone to. True. And fucking Frodo, like, bust down the door. Yeah. Because, like, <laughs> because Frodo, basically, when he would put on the, that, the ring, mm-hmm. the precious ring, he would basically go to almost like another dimension where those... Um, characters were that would come after him. That's where they could find him is when he put that ring on, he went to another dimension and they came after him. Oh my God. This is so, this is just circling back and back to the Lord of the Rings. So like it is, but it's also because like, does what is, what's the saying? Does art mirror life or does life mirror art? Oh my God. But you know, those figures could have been stolen from the myth, from that like folklore. Right. About hooded figures Mm -hmm. and then put into Lord of the Rings. That's true. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings is pretty fucking old, man. It's pretty fucking old. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I think the possibilities are endless. True. But what I do know and what I can say is that Lord of the Rings is a fucking good story. <laughs> it's about, about a bunch of men who walk places. Yeah. Who and walk you know real who the real far. fucking like, hero is? Are you going to? Sam. Oh. Sam is the real fucking winner here. Frodo just gets carried the whole fucking time. <laughs> Pisses me off. Sam gets like no fucking credit. Poor Sam. Um, I know. I love Sam. I also did a little bit of, I looked up some stuff on Satanism. Okay. Just by the way, because I felt bad because we didn't speak a lot about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but it's the worship of Satan. <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't know that. The Church of Satan was established in 1966. Um, it primarily existed as an accusation by various Christian groups 
towards perceived ideological opponents rather than self-identity. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the concept of Satan has also been used by artists and entertainers as a symbolic expression. But from what I was seeing too is that Satanism is different for every group. Mm-hmm. Like it's or Satanism, it's not the same, and that everybody interprets and executes it differently. It's kind of like what's the word um, communism. <laughs> There's a theory about communism and what it is, but everybody executes it differently. So it's never executed the same. And so everybody has this preconceived idea about what communism is, but it's, and it usually has a really negative connotation, right? Mm-hmm. But it's because nobody has struck, stuck like true to the, to what communism is supposed to be. Okay. Because everybody executes it differently. Gotcha. So that's Satanism. There you go. <laughs> there you go. In a nutshell. You give me some champagne and I am so existential. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, so um I wish I could remember what it what it's called, but there is a a um a church of Satan or or something like that and it's it was established in Colorado, either I think it was Colorado Springs or somewhere like that or maybe Boulder, yeah. I can't remember. But what it is is it is um they call themselves Satan worshipers to be like kind of like in your face and they don't worship Satan. Actually they're atheists. And, um, I think the whole idea about, (laughs) (laughs) sorry, (laughs) that's okay. I think that the whole idea about, um, worshiping Satan or whatever is, um, to, to be your own person. So, so Satan was cast out of heaven because, be, you know, it was God's favorite angel because he uh-huh. wouldn't make human beings um, worship him. Satan was like, no, I'm not going to make people worship you. And so that's why he got cast out of heaven. Bless his little mm-hmm. rebellious heart. And so I think that, you know, at the time that was seen as you know, a, a terrible thing to do. How dare you go, you know, against God and um, and not make people do something that they don't want to do. And um, that comes back to kind of the whole free will thing, too. I think that that Lucifer, was it Lucifer? It was Lucifer, right? That Lucifer, he was the angel, right? Um, that, uh-huh. yeah, I think that's what it is. Correct me if I'm wrong. I am not a religious person. <laughs> I'm not either. I mean, Lucifer sounds right. I mean, people call the devil Lucifer. Yeah. It's a cute name. It's I would adorable. like to name a cat Lucifer. Um, I know. Yeah. But that goes back to him protecting human free will. And so that's kind of where this all stems from is like, you know, state, you know, worshiping Satan means you're not worshiping anything. You're doing, you know, you're just being yourself. You're being whatever it's. You know, so you remember the, whenever I was like, I think Satanism is more like worshiping yourself. Yes, exactly. That's where I'm getting that idea from. So I think I'm a Satanist. <laughs> That's it. New year, new me. I'm a Satanist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, he got caught. Like, my cat got tangled up in my. He was trying to get off, and I knew he was going to make out of my lap, and I knew he was going to make a lot of noise. So I picked him up and. He got all caught up in my headphone wires. Sorry, buddy. Sorry. He's an old cat. Oh. I know. I feel bad when stuff happens to him. Well, hey, I think well, this hey. was an excellent show. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, if you guys would like for us 
to read any of your strange or paranormal stories or experiences. And if you would like us to talk about what we think really happened, you know, send them to us mm-hmm. at I have a strange story podcast at gmail.com. And we will love to do that. We will love to do that. Love it. Yes. And um, subscribe, rate, and review us if you would, please. Um, if you uh, rate and review us, please give us a good one. And uh, take a snapshot of that baby. Send it to our email address with your physical mailing address. And we will mail you some stickers. Um, if you'd like to send in your story or send us anything weird, you can send it to P.O. Box 2292. Georgetown, Texas. That's G E O R G E T O W N 78627. And that's it. That's all, folks. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess until next time, the year, the new year is here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always want to say we're in a new dimension. I guess we can still say that if I want to be a weirdo. <laughs> okay. We're in a new decade. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I keep saying dimension. Hey, look, listen, we won't make it to 3,000. This is the year. This is the, like, time. We're going to fucking die. Okay. Isn't it crazy? Okay. 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 Yeah. I was thinking, because somebody said, like, whoever's born now, mm-hmm. when they're 80, they'll see the year 3,000. Wow. And I was like, we're going to fucking die. We're going to die before we hit the 3,000s. Now, I probably should have realized this. 20 years ago but it didn't <laughs> hit me until today i was like yeah you're right i'm not gonna make it to 3000 it's weird okay. we're gonna die in the 2000s oh yeah until next time <laughs> this is it <laughs> for <Bye>. us <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bye bye